When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week we're going to talk about something a little lighter. We're going to lighten the mood after the last couple episodes. Today we're going to talk about Quinlan Voss and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the hilarious duo. (laughs) The mess of a duo. Yeah. The mess we love. Yes. The the penultimate shit show. (laughs) Yeah, second only to Obi-Wan and Anakin. That's it. Thank you. Yes. Um, (laughs) Poor Obi-Wan. He gets stuck with such challenging characters, doesn't he? Partners, friends. It happens when you're an uptight rule follower. He's not even a rule follower. He just likes to tell himself he's a rule follower. Yeah, I mean, and he's and he's paired with Quinlan Voss, who is the original Rogue One, I guess. <laughs> you know, in a sense, he was Rogue. Oh, Clarence just loves Quinlan Voss, don't you? He's got good taste. We've always said this. <laughs> so, what do we love about these two? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do we have enough time to list let, let us count the ways. <laughs> they are the funniest, like, odd couple. They are so ridiculous together, and I love it. I love that they're constantly at each other, but in a way that's also kind of like friendly banter. It's Yes, because we, we've talked about it before. They obviously have known each other a while, because the rapport they mm-hmm. have hints that they've kind of grown up together. They're aware of one another's idiosyncrasies, we'll say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're very accept uh, well, okay, not accepting, but tolerant of those idiosyncrasies. Yes. They understand each other. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's kind of nice. I think it's nice that Quinlan Voss can just sweep in or jump in or whatever he does there and slap Obi-Wan on the on the shoulder like an old pal and say how's temple life treating you like you know like old we've pals. said we've said in the past because he says well that's just like your opinion man he's the dude of he's star the dude. wars he's the dude he's the dude if he had a pair of black shades he would put them on if he would if he was allowed he'd wear a bathrobe everywhere he went everywhere <laughs> And jelly sandals. And je- I was just going to say the jelly sandals. Yes. <laughs> we love a good pair of jelly sandals. <laughs> totally. Quinlan is totally a jelly sandals type guy. You know what? I bet you they would aid him in fighting. These are two excellent fighters. Very skilled combatants. Yes. But 
I would argue that Quinlan Voss could fight and would fight in a pair of jelly shoes. <laughs> Crystal yes. clear ones. The clear ones. Yes. Exactly. No sprinkles or sparkles. Sparklies, or yeah. Just same, like, plain Jane. <laughs> I like it. I need this drawn. You're up, Journey. <laughs> um, yeah. Journey, we have a request. We need Quinlan bathrobes Voss. and jelly sandals. Bathrobes and jelly sandals. Oh, God. Stat. This is already off the rails. Like, seriously. It's happening. what we do best. It is. No one has to know it's the second time we've done this. It's true, actually. <laughs> oh, the the beauty of technology, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a every day is a new adventure. We we understand, right, that Obi-Wan and Quinlan are kind of around the same age. They at least kind of, like, grew up around the same time period, whether or not they're exactly the same age. I don't think they are, but right. they kind of grew up in the temple together. There's definitely an indication, as you said, that they have, like, a rapport. Mm-hmm. And I think so. You, you've said it before that they couldn't really talk that way to each other in a way that's snarky kind of poking fun unless they already had an established rapport so that i think is kind of refreshing because you don't see that with obi-wan and other characters very often no and i i i agree i think that it was established perhaps in their teenage maybe their junior high years to to (laughs) sum it up like that Mm -hmm. where voss was a little off he was a little odd he was a little rebellious Obviously, Obi-Wan's been a little uptight his entire life, you know, yeah. a little yeah. more quaffed, if you will, uh, <laughs> than we'll say Quinlan Voss. But they both appreciate the opposites from themselves. I think Voss appreciates and pokes fun and respects Obi-Wan. And I think Obi-Wan knows Voss is very talented. He's extremely good at what he does. He has those special what is it psych psychometry mm-hmm. his his like jedi skill of skills and mm-hmm. there's that respect level there where friends can poke fun at each other and know it's not nefarious or evil coming from an right. evil-hearted place and I, that's what they're i not, like about these two yes i love that they're not actually trying to be jerks and like hurt each other it's like a friendly kind of fun poking and yeah i like it because Nobody else really has the nerve, like not even Anakin, to no. poke fun at Obi-Wan that way. And it's really entertaining. And and Obi-Wan doesn't quite come out as flatly and forwardly as he does as when he kind of yells at Quinlan. Like, I don't want to say so yell. Right. But just like... Nobody's flustered. He's like, definitely what are you doing? Flustered. Like, <laughs> Stop that. Like, you know... So I feel like yeah. they've been on a few assignments before. Before we see them in the best one of the best episodes of the Clone Wars, which is a hunt the hunt for zero. I love it. It's one it's, of my And it's like the standalone. So like it why does it stand by itself? Where are the other two episodes in the arc? I feel like there should be two more of them together, but we have to go back with the finish. Clone Wars hashtag and say finished hunt for zero arc that never happened. We want more of Obi-Wan and Quinlan because oh my god, it's so entertaining. Just right from the beginning where even Cody is like, you seem nervous to Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, what's going on? It's like Quinlan Voss has that effect. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, 
Like he's kind of looking forward to it, but he's kind of dreading it because he knows what's coming and he's going to have to yeah. just deal with it. Obi-Wan is a council member and Quinlan is still bossing him around and telling That's him what true. to do. It's so great. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, they get the job done. They go in the episode Hunt for Zero. We'll talk about Quinlan and some other Star Wars media, but I mean, this is our yeah. favorite. This is our baby. Yeah, it's, it's never not entertaining. It's got the quips. It's got the annoyances. It's got the, ooh, that was that was good. And it's got mm-hmm. the flat-out laughing moments. And then yeah. there's just a whole heap of badassery at the end when they're yes. fighting Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. And they're flipping it's over great. those rocks, and they're in the air, and they're using each other's lightsabers or whatever. And it's good. It's real good. Yeah. It's really fun. It's such a fun, entertaining episode. And it, you're right. It's one of the few that makes... Not not the few. It's one of the many that makes me laugh out loud. Yes. Yeah. It, the the door at Zero's mother's house <laughs> is probably one of my favorite moments in Clone Wars ever. <laughs> yes. Same. I love it. Because Obi-Wan is like, we must be cautious. And then he just literally yeah. kicks the door down. Yeah. Voss is just like, whatever. <laughs> Kicks the door in. Somebody lives here. <laughs> it's so good. He's so he's so taken aback and offended by what Quinlan just did that he has to go in and profusely apologize to the mat ma'am or madame or whatever madam, madam that he yes. calls her. Ugh, she's anything uh, but. But you know. Oh my gosh! I know. I love. I love that. He's trying to be a good guest, even though she, Quinlan just broke her front entrance so <laughs> i know and then they just leave it yeah they just leave it like oh, yeah, mm, whatever we're out of here yeah <laughs> i i just like that the even the last line between them in the episode is when they're hanging on the side of the the cliff yes. and everyone's i never did like hanging out with you <laughs> Obi-Wan, that was unnecessary, but we love that about you. And you know, but Quinlan liked it, yeah, too. Yeah, Quinlan so. liked it because he expects that from Obi-Wan because they know each other. So Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's like I can almost picture Va- uh, Quinlan Voss being like, you know what, Obi-Wan, if you just open one button on your on your thing you might be able to to move a little bit you know what i mean like just button unbutton one button and see what happens the world won't die it won't cave in just loosen up a bit you know yeah lighten up when he's like sleeveless with his buff arms and the tattoos oh yeah 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 he's a looker Mm -hmm. quinlan is really fun i i like that he lightens up obi-wan a bit yeah just like not it's he's kind of like doubling down on being uptight but really ultimately he's kind of like loosening up there especially that scene with the like swamp snake yes which is yes i hate that (laughs) i hate that scene it's so scary and they're just mocking each other and then the snake appears and Obi-Wan kills it. And Quinlan is standing there with his arms crossed watching it. And it's just like, are you done messing around? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they play off each other so well. And honestly, the voice actor's job at making it come alive is yes. half the battle. I mean, the animation's great, but it's the way that they play off of each other, even in True. voice. It's, yes. just, it's just great. We love these two. 
for everything they are more. and everything they're not. <laughs> yes, we want more of it. <laughs> yes. You know, speaking of psychometry, did you know that that episode is actually the first time we ever see Jedi psychometry in canon? I did not know that. I didn't know it existed until I saw this episode. So I, it was it's the first time it's shown. Was it the first time it's mentioned? I think it was mentioned in Legends. Uh Oh, okay. The courtship of Leia, Princess Leia, maybe? Oh. It was brought up really? or mentioned or something. Interesting. But we don't see it, and it doesn't become, like, a real thing until the Clone Wars. Thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it becomes more popular. Cal Kestis in the PlayStation game. I don't know if it's just PlayStation, but it's a game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He also has psychometric powers and then of course oh. ray skywalker so yeah those are i would say those are two of the newer school See, jedi it's that's interesting i didn't know that about cal and it's and ray she doesn't really she didn't know she had it right until she picks up luke's lightsaber i feel yeah in the force awakens but then they don't really kind of use it anymore after that maybe i'm wrong but i feel like that's kind of the only thing well, does she use it, it with that that knife thing that she, maybe oh, not. Maybe I don't. Oh know. yeah, because she I... picks it up and she says like Luke's with Luke was looking for this or something. I don't know if it was because of psychometry or if it was just she put yeah. the pieces together. It's unclear, but yeah, um, she definitely has it. Well, maybe correct me if I'm wrong because I don't really know so much about Calcestis because I don't have a game console, so I haven't played that game. But Quinlan seems to use it use psychometry as opposed yeah. to like when you when you first kind of start to discover that you have this skill you can't control it sometimes is whatever you pick up becomes yeah. like a visceral experience but quinlan seems to be able to use it well and they say that people can suffer from seizures and stuff when they first discover they have the power because it's not controlled yeah. like you said i don't know how you would end up controlling it obviously there's training i'm assuming Oh, yeah, there must be, I guess. But that would be horrible if you didn't get the training. Yeah, because you never know when it could strike. And they say it can be extremely nauseating and, like, disorienting and upsetting because you oh, actually yeah. feel the emotion as well. You don't just see the experience. You actually feel it, which explains, like, why Ray was so freaked out when she was holding Luke's yeah. lightsaber. Well, and Luke, Anakin, you know, the, oh, the Skywalker well, yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Anakin's. Go ahead. You can say it. You can say it. Um, <laughs> Luke was just borrowing it. <laughs> yeah, until he and made it. so own. was Ray. So, <laughs> anywho, that's the trouble with psychometry because in Dark Disciple, which involves Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress and Obi-Wan, they're back mm-hmm. again. Uh, anyone who hasn't read the novel probably should skip this part but yeah dark disciple is excellent but it shows the danger of psychometric powers because you tap into that darkness you tap into that emotion and it can actually pull you towards the dark side Mm -hmm. uh, if you aren't skilled or even if you're in a vulnerable state which is what ends up happening to quinlan Voss. right does he see is it with ventress's lightsaber is that how he sees it because he sees she killed his master, yeah. right? Yeah, there's, so there's that's, baggage there. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's the, I think, one of the things that kind of sends him over the edge to the dark side is he, 
Yeah. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I thought he touched her lightsaber and saw that she's the one who killed his master, and that's what makes him turn. I mean, what do you he do He turns with that? really fast. Like He does. I just remember it being very quick and feeling like that didn't take much. I mean, this is a man who, he's obviously, I'll say, employed by the Jedi and the Republic to be a tracker because he's so skilled in it, and he can obviously control it enough to not mm-hmm. allow that to happen. That's why that was kind of off-putting or at least very quick, like you said. This is a man who's been using this skill and was trained in this skill and then like, boop. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, tur- he turned. I, I get yeah. it. It was for the sake of the story and the love story and whatever. It's amazing what he can do. And and didn't you say that's how he found Ayla Sakura? I don't know if he found her with that skill, but he, did he find her on Ryloth? Well, he was he was on an investigative thing for the Jedi or the Republic or something, mm-hmm. and found her in like a crime circle or a crime ring of some sort and rescued yeah. her. Yeah, I and believe she was she was force sensitive, but like didn't understand that that's what she was. So he yeah, I rescued her, I think, and took her as a Padawan pretty quickly. We need to do an episode on like the quote unquote lesser known Jedi because I honestly don't know the background of a lot of these other characters, like. Yeah. Ayla, for, for instance, you know, what you know, the deep background. Some of them have more interesting legends backgrounds. Like, actually, Quinlan's legends background is more interesting. He, he is, he's from Kifar, Kifu, whatever, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah, planet. Yeah. And I think he's even royalty. And his uncle, like, mm. murdered his father to take power. And, Ooh. yeah, Quinlan was taken as an older kid. To the Jedi Temple, like mm-hmm. when he was, I don't know if he was nine or not, but he was older, like Anakin. So he was kind of like an outcast. And and, and in Legends, he and Ayla kind of have a thing. See, now I would expect that. I would actually I mean, look expect at them that. both. They're, well, they're both beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're rescuing, not saying like a woman needs rescued. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is if you help someone get out of a really bad situation. You can mm-hmm. bond over that. And with his yeah. skill, he could probably sense, like, maybe what the fuck she went through and all this stuff, and they could bond over that. There's a lot there that could form a good love story, mm-hmm, definitely. you know, over bonding. But I don't think they – it's implied in one of the comic books, and I don't know if they ever acted on it, but they did imply that they both had, like, feelings for each other. And it is no longer canon. No, she <laughs> ended up with – what's his name? With the with – the, what's the smiling guy? What's his name? <laughs> Ooh. With the, with the, he's green. He's the underwater. What's his name? Oh, Kit Fisto? Yes, he's, they uh, end up together. They do? Yes. In, in canon? Let me Google this. Yes, they do. Sakura had a brief romantic relationship, but she was dedicated to the Jedi Order and decided the Order was more important. Of course. But they would always nurse feelings for each other. I like that. That's a nice Kit ship. Kit Fisto saves Ayla Secure's life by breathing for her. That's Ooh. one way to do it. That's sexy. <laughs> that is how. Ha- that actually is fucking hot, actually. Now there's other people on Reddit saying they didn't, but you know what? Let's just believe it. <laughs> on Wikipedia, it says, and Wikipedia is life, so. <laughs> right. Anyway. It is our holy Bible. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, so in Dark Disciple, he falls in love with Ventress. 
which I enjoyed the book. Like, I really did. I enjoyed it. But I, I do have trouble believing Ventress falling in love with anybody. Especially a Jedi. Yes. yes. After everything she went through. Especially a Jedi who lied to her. Yes. They, like, she and he, I don't even want to say built a friendship because she kind of hated him right from the beginning. Well, I mean, well, first of all, she hates everyone right from the beginning. <laughs> okay. Right. And that's why we love her. <laughs> Spirit animal. <laughs> yes, totally. She's a badass bitch and we love her for it. She's amazing. But really, honestly, do you want to start any relationship with a lie? No. 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 Mm-mm. Not good. I don't care the circumstances. You probably just shouldn't do it. Well, and she's so damaged and wounded from her entire life. Like, not just from what happened with Dooku, but everything leading up to that. So to fall in love with a person who establishes a relationship with you by lying about who they are. And then yeah. she is also keeping information from him once she finds out who he is. She doesn't yep. want him to know that she killed his master. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. I, it was a stretch for me to believe it, but I had to just kind of. Suspend. It was fun. It was fun to yes. imagine yes. something that we're we're not used to reading, I guess, or being exposed to in the Star Wars world. Star yeah, Wars don't... world. Do you know how well, hard that, that is to say? Say that six <laughs> times fast, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's they don't do that kind of. There's romance, but a love story. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be hot. Like, those two could yes. be hot. This isn't like Han and Leia love. This is like, this is Mm-mm. sweaty. Yeah, they would just be banging all the time. That's in it. In that banshee ship she's living yes. in. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but it's Disney, so they can't. So like, they can't the, I, do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just... The story it could have been could not be told by Disney. Properly. Really. Yes. <laughs> end of story. Yeah, end of, end of <laughs> statement. But we, we do get more Obi-Wan in the book dealing with Voss. It's just, why does Voss decide to not be anywhere near Coruscant? I mean, I know why I wouldn't want to be anywhere near Coruscant, but is he always just off doing his own thing? All the time. He doesn't like to be at the temple, that's for sure. It makes sense. That was mostly implied from his legend, so I don't know how much of that is being pulled into canon, because I haven't read all the comics or anything like that. But they implied that because he kind of came to the Jedi older, he wasn't treated that nicely by fellow students. Mm. So he just took what he learned and went out into the world and kind of used the skill to infiltrate crime he yeah, was, that was undercover his, yeah they used him as a as an undercover dude which yeah. i think is super cool i mean i think that's great how many other jedi do you hear about that and we yeah. see it in the hunt for zero where he you know obi-wan is kind of doing the schmoozing the talking the smoothing over with the huts mm-hmm. and he's like investigating the crime scene or looking for signs of a crime and that's how they lead you know eventually yeah to yeah. zero which i kind of like that's why they do so well together despite their differences voss seems like he's just wandering off and not paying attention and disinterested but it's all an act while obi-wan is putting right. on an act of being interested in the huts and 
being the diplomat. Yes, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a big fan of anyway, but he's usually the best at it. Right. So it makes sense. I mean, yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because Voss falls to the dark side and then is saved, which is not common. Like, Anakin is one of the few people who well, has achieved that. So, is it because it happened so fast, though? The time between when he fell and when he came back out of it was very very fast yeah and i don't know i feel like it would have been so much more powerful if they had established more of quinlan's background Mm -hmm. granted he was very heartbroken that his master was killed that was really sad and upsetting for him but if they had established more like maybe if it had been a three-part series like a book of three books and you see like more of like where Quinlan's coming from because they spent so much time in the book with him and Ventress working on Mm -hmm. trying to get him in touch with the dark side and using strength and passion. Mm -hmm. But then he fell like really quick to Dooku. I don't know. It wasn't balanced. And like that to me, it's like if they had had more time with him in the, in the dark side with Dooku, that could have been so much more interesting, but that was like a side plot. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And it was interesting that they also throw Obi-Wan's perspective in there because he knows what he's asking Quinlan to do is awful. Totally. He knew it from the beginning that not only are they using Quinlan, they're using Ventress. Right. Well, he has firsthand experience with that woman. Right. He knows. (laughs) And again, with her, he even, even though they are all, they're at each other the way that he and Quinlan are. And I think it's because there is... That I think by then they had an established respect, uh, like not a friendship by any means, but at least like an understanding that she had kind of gone off on her own. She wasn't Dooku's yeah. lackey anymore. Yeah, and they didn't have to really fear her kind mm-hmm. of working against them. She was kind of neutral, but just very angry neutral. Bitter, jaded. Right. And, and rightfully Her neutrality so. was that she hated them all. Yes, equally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is still neutral. Um, <laughs> yes. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend almost, is Ventress's kind of MO. Right. I think that's even like the, the little tagline at the beginning of Revenge or something similar Oh, there you go. That. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that until now. Look at that. It was ingrained. Dun, <laughs> it's penetrated dun, our subconscious. Dun, da, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 There. Corruption in the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at that. We just did the intro to the whole damn thing. <laughs> Oh, shit. How much of this do we watch? We watch so much. (laughs) So much. Oh, my gosh. And I just watched this Hunt for Zero right before we recorded, so it's fresh in my brain. Yeah, I just watched Andor, and that's fresh in my brain, and I'm not well. (laughs) No, we need need a support group for Andor. Yeah, stay tuned. This is getting intense. Stay tuned, everyone. We will announce a support group because it is getting to that point. It's needed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, (laughs) in the interest of keeping things light, that's why we decided to talk about this mess, who we love dearly. (laughs) We we love them. I 
I would love to see them go clubbing together. <laughs> oh my God. It would be so funny if that's the only person Obi-Wan would ever agree to go clubbing with. I honestly think it would be. Don't you? I do, too. I do, too. It's like yeah, that yeah, weird, totally. like, I'm going to allow myself to be this way because it's him. Yeah, because Quinlan doesn't care what he is. No, and he's he not going to tell anybody. He doesn't care when he's uptight. He teases him, but he lets him be uptight. And he's just like, that's his thing that I know that's Obi-Wan's jam. Yeah. So if he lets loose, he also knows that Quinlan's not going to care. He's not going to care that's enough it. to spread rumors or anything. He's just going to enjoy the moment. <laughs> yes. You know, I would love to have seen... Okay, take picture it. Sicily. No. Picture it. Instead of Anakin, sorry, Golden Girls reference reference for anyone who who knows Golden Girls. Um, oh my God, I sorry. love Golden Girls. So but much. picture it. Instead of Obi Wan and Anakin at Hondo Onaka's like bar, or like oh his little, God. you know, pirate refuge. Lair. Yes, <laughs> it would be Voss and Kenobi. Quinlan would have been up there dancing with that person yes and then obi-wan would make the oh god face <laughs> that he made that's how i envision it that's my head cannon oh my god you need to write this fig okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm on it that's how our friendship started you wrote obi-wan in a bar <laughs> yes yes and hot things happened not at the bar but yes. after the bar it was good it was good shit yeah Look at your eyes. She's daydreaming. Yeah, yeah, I glazed over for a minute. Sorry, it's just reminiscing. It was a good moment. I enjoyed it. Okay, so yes, to tie us back around, Quinlan is mentioned in the Kenobi series. He is, and oh, they left us hanging. Why did they choose him? I know, especially if they have no intention of doing season two. Why the fuck would they do that to us? Well, of all, of all of them. We know Voss made it out. I mean, now. But I think it's great that he's a part of that underground, like, tunnel escape, underground railroad, whatever you want. the path. The the path. And the hope in Obi-Wan, when he recognized that it was Voss on the wall... Or that Voss had gone through there. I mean, that must have filled his heart with yeah, just, and what an unlikely person to fill his heart with that kind of, you know, they have their differences. They're so opposite, but they worked well together and they grew up together. Technically, maybe that's why they chose Quinlan Voss. I mean, it's a good choice. And he's such a perfect character. Like, I would love the idea of now, from now until A New Hope, that Obi-Wan and Quinlan are out yes, there yes, yes. finding each other and doing things together. And Yes. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. The other thing, too, that I, I'm kind of just realizing is, did you know Voss was on Tatooine when In the prequels? Qui-Gon... Yes. Yes, he he's was. He's sitting yes. in the background. Yes, I, uh, I forget know. what the city is, but when Qui-Gon finds Anakin, they're walking down the street, and I think it's Jar Jar gets into a fight with somebody, and Quinlan is sitting there. Yeah. And it's canon now. Like, it's actually, he was there on a mission, and they said that he bore witness yes. to Qui-Gon finding Anakin, 
And now he's still alive, one of the last Jedi to still be alive while Obi-Wan and Anakin are having this yeah, that, moment oh. in the show. And then they mention Quinlan. I just think it's kind of cool that they bookended the story with him just hovering in the background like a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way he would he would have it though. Like he wants to stay out of yeah. that diplomatic shit. Okay, the no, drama he just wants at the to temple. Sip a drink in the back of the bar and not be bothered. That's it. He just wants to watch it all play out from a safe distance. <laughs> this temple life is not for him for many reasons, and maybe this is it. He knew, maybe he could sense shit was coming down the pike. You know what I mean? Could be. Yeah, you never know. Especially if he had already had a brush with the dark side. Maybe he was more attuned to it, wanted to give it a wide berth. True. I I would love to see more stories with Obi-Wan and Quinlan now. I'd be very... Because I think it might not be so depressing. It's true. Because <laughs> they're funny together. I was really hoping he'd show up in the show once they mentioned I know. him. I, I, I did too. Like, even if he was just a creeper. But, like, <laughs> I, would ex- I would have accepted it. But it gives me joy to know that their story didn't end badly. His and Obi-Wan's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an old friend. They went through shit together. They went on missions together. They trained and grew up and did whatever that made them the mess that they are together. But that respect mm-hmm. is there. And I, the hope, Ewan portrayed it perfectly. Like that, that surprise and like, Oh, thank God he made it. Kind of that yeah. overwhelming, like, whew. Mm-hmm. And then the realization, like, oh, my God, he made it. You know, like, all of that wrapped into one. And I was happy as a fan to know that he made it. Yeah. Even though he has very little screen time, quote, unquote. Sure. He's still, like, one of my favorite Jedi because he's so interesting and Well, he's kind non-typical. of mysterious. typical Yeah. He's kind of like... And maybe this is why he's so good with Obi-Wan. He's kind of like Qui-Gon in his rebelliousness. They're not the same. You know, there are some ways that they're very similar and some ways where they're really different. But maybe they're similar enough that like Obi-Wan was already, I know how to deal with this bullshittery (laughs) because because my master was this equal pain in the ass so he just knows how to deal with it i don't know i love that i do i do because i think obi-wan's the kind of person who sees certain things in certain people and he's aware enough and nostalgic enough and heartfelt enough that he would see the spirit of qui-gon in someone or the spirit of anakin even after he was you know, long gone, he, he saw it in Luke and Leia or, or Padme, you yeah. know, stuff like that. I think he's the kind of heartfelt dude that appreciates moments like that. So I I totally can see him seeing something in Quinlan that, you know, allowed him a little bit of patience to deal with that. You know, <laughs> that, you know, yes. all of that. <laughs> oh, it's this whole package. The whole package. Deal. It's a nice yeah. package, too. I have no complaints. Mm-mm. He wears his armor well. Well, the hunt for Zero made us fall in love with Quinlan Voss and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And to this day, still one of our favorites. Yeah. They bicker like a, an old married couple. And I love every second of it. Same. Same girl. <laughs> Our question for you this week. 
What is your favorite line from the Hunt for Zero episode? There are so many there good ones so to pick from. Many. They're all amazing. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Oh, the the somebody lives here. That's <laughs> it's just classic. <laughs> What's yours? Well, I was gonna say the a thousand pardons, madam, yes. hasn't mastered the concept of knocking. Yes. But I guess he doesn't say that right to him, but it's good enough. No, but it's 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 right there. It's it's he all wrapped into the same thing. The concept of knocking. Yeah, right. Like, he, what an uncouth <laughs> It's great though. <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> Tell us your favorite line because we'll we'll sit here all day and talk about ours. <laughs> Yes, someone stop us. Okay, next week, we have a treat. In fact, the next two episodes, it's a two-parter. Get to know your hosts of Most Things Kenobi. Now, here's what we're going to do. Next week, I'm going to interview my space twin, Lauren. And I'm going to ask her a wide berth of questions all about her and whatever she allows me to ask. So... (laughs) (laughs) And you'll get to know more about my dearest space twin and your host, co-host of Most Things Kenobi, my dearest Lauren. The following week, you'll be doing that to me. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to return the favor. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, in the past, we've had people write in questions to get to know us. And this time, we thought it'd be fun if we interviewed each other because, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? We're not telling each other the questions ahead of time oh no this is gonna be a mess too (laughs) we have no right to talk about quinlan voss and obi-wan kenobi okay (laughs) i wish i was as together as quinlan voss exactly so come back next week and the following week because it's bound to be uh some kind of show possibly a shit show exactly so (laughs) see you next week Last week on the show, we reviewed Tales of the Jedi, and we asked our listeners what their thoughts were about this miniseries. McKenna on YouTube said, The show was overall pretty good. I love the in-depth detail throughout each of the episodes. My favorite episode was the fifth with Ahsoka's training. I love the symbolism in the training and the hinting at Order 66 for fans that watch the Clone Wars scene. Breathtaking show, just very heartbreaking to watch. McKenna, I totally agree. (laughs) It was beautifully done, but it was very heavy, very dark. It didn't leave us with that warm, fuzzy feeling that we are used to getting from Star Wars. Thank you for your comment, McKenna. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. And as always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy the podcast, you can always help us out by giving us a rating on Spotify and or Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these things, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> <laughs>